most slept on project of the year. I'ma just start with mine. My most slept on project of the year. This should come as no surprise to anybody who's a frequent connoisseur <laughs> of the Unheard podcast. What do you think it is, fellas? What's my most slept on project of the year? Slime and B. You already know. Slime and B went under the radar. Nobody gave it any love. Nobody even thought about it, but great project it's not true i go never crazy. thought go I would, crazy was like a top song go crazy was still a top song, song. <laughs> but there's still five or six that that went crazy so no pun intended no pun. <laughs> <laughs> um that's my most slept on project of the year easily but some other ones i guess i guess we could talk about maybe i'll throw orion's son out there Taj money that was your pick early on this year but that was definitely a slept on project uh that i thought was hard and yeah, that's that's about that for me. Most right. of my uh oh go ahead. Obviously Tiana Taylor, but we talked about that already. Alright, I've got my slept ons. I've got Spilligion from Spillage Village. That's my probably number one slept on oh no, it's not number one. But it's top three in my slept on. Uh that's number three. Number two, I've got Doughboy and Southside Demons R Us. And number one, but you guys can't guess number one. Baby Pluto, Future, and Uzi. No. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it's a terrible guess. <laughs> Number one, most slept on. I don't think it's better than the first two, but I do think it is the most slept on, and he is one of the most slept on. I got Young oh, Nudie anyway. No. Okay. Young Nudie. Was Ray that was a good project, though. That Nudie was a good project. That came out at the beginning of the year, right? When we... I, it came out like right when the whole oh. pandemic happened. I think that's why also, it was probably so slept on. Also, Currency and Harry Fraud, the Outrunners. I didn't see that project get a lot of buzz, but that was secretly one of my most favorite projects. Secretly? Most listened to <laughs> projects of the year. You were ashamed to tell people you liked it? The nigga no, was streaming ashamed, on Spinrilla. But... He was streaming on Spinrilla. That shit was not showing up in his Spotify rap. <laughs> I was not ashamed. But yeah. What's your um, slept on VNC3? I'm literally so bad with names. I've been playing this one girl's R&B album so much, and I can't even remember her name. This shit is really tragic right now. Um, but let me see. That Tiana Taylor project, definitely. Uh, we mentioned that already. I'm biased, but that Lucky album still, I think, severely underrated this year. Um, even just, like, forget the mainstream. Yeah, like, that didn't make it, no top 50s. In his, uh, in his, 50. yeah, it made mine too. Just in the music circle, I feel like this was maybe not his best, but it was like it was hard to go three for three on projects. So I think it was a very strong third. Um, don't want to sound like OVO, but that Dark Lane demo tapes, not as a project, was underrated. All right, next but... topic. Vance is... <laughs> oh my god! Where's where, where Vance off. taking us with this? <laughs> Oh my, is Time Flies not an underrated song this year? Are, are you trying to underrated. convince me that Everybody something Drake, love with that song. something Aubrey Graham did is underrated? Then? Is Yo, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get into a deeper theory that Drake is still one of the most underrated artists, like, in terms of his, like, Drake isn't rated for his musical skill. I want to get that straight. Niggas rate Drake for many other reasons. I will argue that Drake's skill on a microphone is still underrated. But that's, what, uh, what do you want us to do? You want us to call him God instead of Drake? I I <laughs> he's he's the number one artist in the world. Nah, I just feel like Drake's best songs aren't the ones that get too much credibility, I guess is my point. But let's move on. This shit isn't about Drake. 
Um, this wasn't dropped in 2020, but I mean, y'all know, We're I don't really to follow do the Roddy the, Rich, bro. It's the most not, not Roddy Rich, not Roddy Rich, but the K Tronada album, Bubba, that dropped like very, that very late. Bro. It dropped very late December, like December 26th. That was 26th. a great project, though. Um, so I think that was underrated. Uh, the Mac Miller album, underrated. Very, very solid album. Circles. And All My UK folk of course were underrated see all my underrated albums are like understandably underrated because they're either foreign music or it's like alternative music which is cool um but i think yeah yeah conway from from king to a god is probably my number one most underrated album this year all right talk to me then what is what's a project that you were initially wrong about that you might have got on the podcast and bashed and came back to it and found out you loved it Give me that. Loved it? Or liked it. Or just give me a project that you were initially wrong about. Maybe you loved it at first and now you hate it or Niggas gonna hate person. me for this. Go ahead. That that Justin Bieber changes. Ew, I can't I'm niggas. I, I hate you. I <laughs> I bashed it and I came back and listened and you know it's not bad. It's not R and B music, so I don't look at it that way. But if I just take it for a Bieber project, it's really not bad. I think I don't know why I hated it so much when it dropped. I just hated Yummy. Yummy's my least favorite song on there, but Girl, you got that? It was an easier listen than I thought it was. Like I played it through. You, you ever play an album through and you finish it and don't really realize you finish it? I feel like that's a good thing when shit like that happens. You're not even gonna mention Party Mobile? You were wrong about that. This nigga wants me to. This nigga's forcing my wrong <laughs> opinions on me. No, I wasn't wrong about Party Mobile. I said it was mid. I listened back and it was mid. Man, a hater. Taj um, Money. Yeah, that Justin Bieber changes for me. What was a project you were wrong about? Uh, well, I got two projects. I didn't really kill either one, but I didn't. Taj is never wrong. I didn't champion them the way that they deserve. Uh, Don Tolliver, Heaven or Hell. I kind of like. Let's go. I said um, it didn't feel like a debut album. It felt more like just a good mixtape and a collection of songs. But he didn't miss that entire album. Like each of those songs are really good songs. So even though it doesn't sound like an album, it's still like I should have championed it a lot more than I did. And then uh, this one, Gonna Wanna, when I remember when I wrote my initial review, I called him a system quarterback and I compared him to like Tom Brady. And I, I still think Wheezy was like the goat of that project who carried it. But it's a talent to ride those beats like Gunna did and like create that atmosphere of Wanna. And it's a top. I'll spoil it. It's in my top 10. So I should have praised it a little more. It's an MVP Brady season. I got two, man. I got two. And this is going to come as a surprise to many. I don't hate the man. But, you know, I do push him to to do his best. But Bryson Teller anniversary, man. Seen I came light. on here, I called him mid. I said we getting a lot of the You've same, seen the mode, light. but that jump really hit. Like he really went crazy on that jump, and I found myself listening to it a I whole bunch. So you found yourself in the album. I was about to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, but I I really enjoyed that project, um, and it ended up being in my top fifty for sure. More closer to that top thirty, top twenty five range. So. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but additionally, we talked about that Kehlani project. 
uh, talking about how we didn't know what she really had to offer, but I thought she had a really solid outing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was we? I did. Mm. I thought she had a really solid outing, and I really enjoyed that project more so than I thought I would initially, but that's my two. You were, you were a fan of that album, Taj? Yeah, I remember. I'm I, thought, I thought I remembered me fan. and Chance um, defending it against you and Elise, but I guess yeah, I was Chance about, was. I was, we was. Oh, yeah, I was defending yeah, yeah. her, but I didn't even know she had that in her. Like that was oh. a really good project. That's what I'm saying. Like I ain't say I ain't think she was shits, but you know what I mean. I thought she really did a good job. So just handing her her props. Yo, 2019 might have been one of the greatest music years ever. I'm looking at all these albums I love, and they all came out in 2019. Yeah, 2021. You talking about 2019? We're in 2020. Man. 2019 had some crazy albums. I wish we had a year in wrap-up last year, but... <laughs> All uh, right. Well, I got another one. What was the most... It could it, it could be media or just what you see in your media circle. What was the most overrated project of the year? Lil Baby, My Turn. I don't think that's a question, but that's also a good album, so I don't want to shit on... Well, actually, no. I'm going to save the baby hate because I fuck with that album. Lil Uzi Eternal to Take. Niggas told me he went 30 for 36 yeah, on that album. <laughs> That's such a crazy lie. <laughs> Niggas told me he Eternal went 30 take for 36. Eternal makes my top 25, if it does. I couldn't believe that shit, bro. Like, <laughs> that shit made me hate that lie. album. <laughs> yeah, 30 for 36 is insane. Terrible. Like, it's a good project or whatever. It has some joints on it, but definitely overrated. Um, I'll say an album I was disappointed by. Looking back, was that future album? Um, yeah, it was a disappointment. It's just it was so forgettable. Oh, it was forgettable. It. Thank you. I tried to get you to admit this week one that it was a forgettable album, a bad album. I admitted it. No, nah, you were like, you were like, it was I said it wasn't a good a, listen. It's a good listen. That was you. I said it wasn't a good future. <laughs> like, it's future doing what future does. It's 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 it's, it's good. That was you the whole time, <laughs> just lying. Mm. Taj hated when this nigga was tweeting out she's for the streets, dropping the she's for the streets merch, <laughs> was which was really nasty. But um, yeah, let's let's get into these top. Let's get into what the niggas, what, what the people want to hear. This top twenty-five, your top ten. Let's get into the hot takes, like the controversies. I'm trying to know what's the wildest album in your top ten. All right, run off all the R&B albums in your top twenty-five. I want to hear. Uh, in my top twenty-five. What R&B album made your top twenty-five? Let's do it. Are we calling After Hours R&B? Yeah, of course we are. In my top twenty-five, After Hours is a given for everybody. R&B albums, After Hours. We've got Kalani. It was good until it wasn't. We've got Janae, Chabombo. Uh We've got Brent, Fuck the World. Fuck, I forgot about Brent. No, uh, Tiana? No, Tiana was like number 28, so she like barely no, missed it. No, no, no. You think Tiana no, was better than Kalani? No. You think Tiana was better than Kalani? It was, it was better than Kalani. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. Stop it. No, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I told you that, though, Taj. I told you that Kalani project was really good. Nigga. You just said you how you said the Kalani project wasn't really good. No, no, no. I said it was really good. I said before it came out, I didn't think she could put out a project like that. But once I heard it, I really liked it. That's what I'm I saying. Th- I thought it was really good too. I just thought it was a Twitter girl album, which I still kind of stand on. But it was a really good Twitter girl album. Uh, other R and B albums. You uh, no Giveon. Can I can I finish the? <laughs> uh, Liana La Havis. Don't really know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Chloe and Haley. Ungodly Hour. Orion Sun. Uh, if you count Cali Uchis, Sin Miato, uh, 
that's not Jibby I take time and the weekend after hours. Those Taj are top clearly Taj clearly in a relationship. Cause he got about twenty albums out of that was in line with mine that are R and B. Mine was like probably my top twenty five was probably like twelve, thirteen rap, like ten R and B, and like two alternative. I think that math is correct. But no Livion. Okay, look at that verse, Taj. No Livion Lahavis, but everything else, Taj Money. Livion, calling her Livion is hilarious. Whatever the hell her name is. Oh, Livion Lahavis. She had a two drops album, but she also had an overhyped album. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't like shitting on artists that aren't huge yet. I hate it, but like, yo, niggas were calling that shit like Amy Winehouse level. All right, like. yeah, that's OD. But here's the comparison I actually wrote in like my review. I kind of view it in the same light as I viewed uh, Brent Fires, Fuck the World. That's why I had to make my top 25. I view them in the exact same like of like great songwriting, great voice, production, not crazy, but simple, the songwriting right, and voice right. is so good that it has to be top 25. Yeah, looking back now, I probably have I probably have the Leanne project in my my top twenty five. I ain't get to give it a listen, so I ain't even make the list, but I respect <laughs> <Of course>. it. <laughs> so let's let's list off them top tens, man. Let's just get straight to it. You wouldn't just list them off or list Let, what's like unexpected. Let's just list them off. I'm gonna do my top ten. So listen closely. <laughs> At ten, I got Cuddy, Man on the Moon too. Gas. All right, all right, no, okay, let's let him finish. At nine, <laughs> I got Mac Miller, Circles. At eight, I got West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. At seven, I got Lil Baby, My Turn. At six, I got Giveon, Take Time. Five, Conway from King to a God. Four, Pop Smoke, Meet the Wutu. Three, Baldy, The Price of Tea of China. Two, Freddie Gills, Alfredo. And, of course, one, The Weekend After Hours. Wait, wait, so you said... Meet the Woo, not the not the shoot for the stars. Nah, Meet the Woo Two is better. Interesting. I like that. I like that take. Yeah, Meet I the Woo Two is definitely take. better. Meet, I don't like. The I, like it, I like. No I like. How di- I like it from. There was too much filler on the other one. There were too many a, skips. I can agree with that, but I do like the shoot for the stars. I like it. It definitely made the top thirty. I think. I'm not, I'm not gonna kill Meet the Woo Two for making it, but it made the top. I, 20. I don't think it's better than shoot for the stars and for the moon. I am going to kill you for my turn in the top 10. That's what I was going to say. I know y'all was going to kill me for that, but I can't, I Chance, can't deny, the voice. I couldn't He's deny, the voice. I couldn't deny impact. I couldn't Chance deny impact. Chance is the voice. He and has bro to. literally had like, he had like three of the top 10 hits of the whole year on there. Bonafide, objectively. Yeah, no real denial. quick, no, it's real insane. quick, real quick, real quick. I don't want to, uh, it doesn't have to be some super deep, like n- music nerd shit, but do you want to list off some like quick little metrics that you're judging these albums by i mean i figure of course quality is one chance just mentioned that the impact of the album is another is there anything else y'all are looking for i mean i was really just looking at like what albums made the most noise it was not even that no i wasn't looking at at that at all i was just looking at just i don't want to say quality but just like consistency like for for me to really rank a project that high, like you had to be consistent on the whole thing. Um, but when it comes to my turn with me ranking it at I think like six or seven, I mean you can't deny the impact it had. Lil Baby had his biggest year ever. Um, we paid maybe song. We of the paid. Year. Come on, that's song of the year, and that's not even to mention like Grace, um, all the other Something hits he had on that project. So although like. That album, it wasn't like a classic or 
it's not like it has no skips, but just the, for the reasons I named, the impact is just too great to deny. So that's why I have to get in that top 10. But as for everything else, man, it's just masterpieces. Like, when I think of that weekend project, like, rollout, uh, impact, like, songwriting, everything. Perfect. No misses. Deluxe. No misses. My, my list is um, mostly based off quality and, like, um, creativity. So what's your top 10? List it off. At number 10, I've got Conway the Machine. I mean, yeah, Conway the Machine from King to a God. At number nine, I've got Orion, Orion's Son, Hold Space for Me. At number eight, I've got Cali Uchis, Sin Miato. At number seven, I've got Gunna Wanna. Number six, West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. Five, Wizkid, Made in Lagos. Four, Hetty One, Edna. Three, Jivion, Take Time. Two, The Weekend After Hours. And number one, Boldy James and the Alchemist, The Price of Tea in China. That That's a good list. Time. I can't disagree. It's a solid list. Nothing in there. What about you, VNC3? All right. Um, one of barely made it, got pushed out into the number 11 spot. Yeah, gonna, one is at 11 for me, too. I've got Lucky almost there, number 10. Damn. I guess let me, let me preface with, I think I'm very artist-centric, and I believe in, like, potential so much. And if, it, if I see an artist live up to their potential, not what's necessarily the best project ever, but like you were saying with the ba- with the Lil Baby album, like if I see an artist pretty much do the best I think they can do, then I'm going to rate that album super high. So I got to put Lucky almost there, number 10, because when it first dropped, it was a little hyped among the Lucky crowd, but I wasn't expecting anything crazy, but like just going back, I've realized how much less I've listened to that album, and like I can be in any mood when I listen to that album. So that's number ten. I've got West Side Gun, Pray for Paris, number nine. I've got Karunjabin, Mordecai, number eight, which is an alternative kind of album, Latin funk album. Um, I've got Heady One, Edna, number seven, Price of Tea in China, number six, Boldy James, Conway from King to a God, number five. Give a yawn, take time at number four. Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars at number three. Baird, Bird Songs, Volume 2 at number two, which is another alternative project. And Weekend After Hours at number one. So we have a lot of commonality in the top ten is what it sounds like. A lot of Griselda hey, in there. Did we all have, did we all have Conway top ten? Yeah, we all had that top I'm 10. proud of y'all niggas. <laughs> this is all I've wanted. This is the agenda I've been pushing for the year. Finally, to see my work pay off, I got these niggas with the Griselda in the top 10. Now, I will concede and say that Benny wasn't in my top 25, which hurts to say. Yeah, he wasn't in mine either. He but, wasn't even really a but that's interesting, in top though. 25. Let's, let's go 11 through 20 then, since our, to- since our top 10 was so similar. <laughs> I, I thought that would be the case. I thought it would be more interesting, though, to just talk about those projects that didn't quite make it and how we ranked them so at so 11. What, what, are, what are your few? What are, nah, just, just list off a few in your, in yeah. your from 11 to 20 that we And at 11 expect. to 20 range, I had Gunna Wanna, I had Polo G, The Goat, I had Orion Sun, Whole Space For Me, I had Playboy Cardi at 14, Whole Lot of Red, Tiana Taylor, oh. The Album, Kalani, It Was Good Until It Wasn't, Brent, After World, Don Tolliver, Heaven to Hell. Wow. Wait, wait. Pop Smoke, so you Shoot got... For The Stars, Aim For The Moon. And so then at 20, I had Janae Chalumbo. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had two so wait, you had top twenty. Yep. I think that's fair. Pop Smoke kind of ran this year. If you, I find it interesting that you have Cardi in front of Brent. Yeah, I do. That's just that's the reason why I, I don't. Brent just I dropped try it. not to put December's December albums into my rankings because like recency bias is going to strike facts, no matter what, like, no matter how hard you try to not. Let it strike. Cardi's 15 for me. I don't give a fuck about a recency bias. <laughs> that nigga is my uh, God. Yeah, I'm Cardi surprised he's not in my top 10. Cardi <laughs> at 14. He had to slide in there. Album been out like five days. <laughs> <laughs> Some honorable mentions, though, for sure. Kyle Lux projectors. Um, Lucky almost there. He didn't quite make the top 20, but he was he was close. Um, that Currency Harry Farr project. And then, of course, Slime and B. My only honorable mentions in that 11 to 20 range, we got Whole Lot of Red, of course, Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. I shit on that album when it first came out on this podcast. but Y'all both did. Um, Who was the lone one saying, guys, it's pretty good. Amen. Shut up, Amen. Charles. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. That album is, is a little special. Um, I got Jay Huss, Big Conspiracy, who chants called T and Crumpets music from the UK. Never heard that. Um, I got my boy YTK from Baltimore for Grace, from Grace for Grace, uh, Wizkid, and then Larry June and Cardo dropped Cruise USA. Okay. Um, on like some West Larry Coast. Not. On He's some West Coast. Larry sub, June's been running the West shit. Coast. Facts. I feel like as a USC student, I have to highlight those niggas a little bit. Draco the Ruler dropped his tape right out of prison. That um, we know the truth. That's also in my top twenty-five. So. Um, yeah, nothing too surprising for me. I was a little, I was a little shocked. I didn't have it like any R and B, too much R and B. I just had the Giveon, the Caliuchus, and the um, Ungodly Hour from Chloe and Halle. But I feel like we didn't get that much R and B this year. No Summer Walker, no Her, no Snow Allegra. We got the Bryson Tiller, but they're coming to twenty twenty one. I'm not, I'm not mad. It'll give me something to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, let's see some of my notable eleven through twenty. Uh, I had Janae Chalumbo at twenty. Uh, Brent also made my top twenty. He was nineteen. Uh, nobody mentioned this album. I Suff, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Suff John Stevens, The Ascension. It's oh, not yes. even like I don't even know how to describe this album. It's just like a trance. Like when you listen to it, I just it was I revisited so much. It had to be in my top twenty. Uh, and Casey Hill. Is it selfish if we talk about me again? She was in my top 20. Crazy project. A project that I never thought I would, like, fuck with, but it's just hard. It's it's kind of like how, like, well, I don't know. I, I haven't tried. I tried listening to that. Uh, oh, wait, you said Casey project. Hill? You said Casey Hill? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Casey Hill should definitely top 25. Like, I tried listening to the Heim project that Vance mentioned in his top 10. But I couldn't get into you it. Couldn't like tap, first, you, I couldn't get into it like twenty seconds, and I was like, "All right, bro, you this couldn't is tap, not for me." You couldn't tap into your <laughs> white girl bag. I couldn't get into it, but with Casey Hill, I tapped into my white girl bag pretty easy. So it's a white girl know, with some Mike Dean sense. <laughs> maybe this one's different. Also, that Pop Smoke shoot for the stars and for the moon in my top twenty. So I forgot to give. I can't a believe Meet to... the Woo did not make y'all top twenty. That's crazy. I thought that was better than Shoot for the Star. More concise. Shoot for the stars had. Shoot for the stars no had. Misses. It was. Very Shoot for the Stars was more of a it was more of a glimpse I think at what Pop Smoke could have been on some like number one artist in the world. Shit. No, for sure, but I just thought Meet, Meet the, the Woo was, was a little just too so limited. unique and like it was so it was just so fresh. If that makes sense, 
it was it was an infectious sound when it first dropped i just think shoot for the stars took that and and took it another level but i i agree that it's just too it's just too inconsistent on shoot for the stars there's not as much there's not as much real drill on shoot for the stars i don't think shoot for the stars. i don't think it's bad i don't think there's no skips or but i just think the drill music on there is lackluster meet the woo is what like 13 12 13 tracks it's just more potent to me you know what I mean? Those Fabio foreign drill songs weren't really it, like, in my opinion. Shoot for the Stars, once you got the deluxe, it's had like 30-some tracks, and it's just hard to like hold my attention for that long. So for that reason, it has to drop, you know? He had a lot of music for the women, and for that, I have to give him the top the top three, not um, that a nigga with a voice like that can make so many songs that women love. So this brings <laughs> up something interesting, though, because if we consider Pop Smoke a rookie, like, he has to be rookie of the year. I was going to ask y'all who y'all rookie of the year was. And Pop Smoke is not a rookie. Initially, I said 42 Doug, but I don't know. Pop Smoke, I would say, was a rookie. Pop, this is a rookie year, bro. He's yeah, kind of a this rookie. This is a rookie last year, bro. I don't know. But he only, had, he, only had, he only had Welcome to the Party last year. And that was year. at Niggas the end of the year, too. That wasn't even at the beginning. That was towards I the was end. ready to say, I was playing Pop Smoke in my apartment second semester last year in February when the Meet the Woo 2 dropped. And at the time, it still wasn't really a popular sound. That's what I'm saying. He has to be I my rookie of the year if we count him. If not, it's 42 dog, but... Like he's Those got every nigga doing that. He's got every nigga doing the leg kick. Those are my co rookie of the years. I didn't count Pop Smoke as a rookie. Who you guys rookie? Who you last got? year was rookie year. Uh, so I had rap rookie of the year. Easy four two. Doug unanimous decision. Swept yeah, the facts. award. That's fair. Uh, music R&B, in general. Come on now. Yeah, music R and B. Giveon, but music in general. Come when I put those no. two together. You don't think Giveon's the R and B? Yeah, nah, he's, he's definitely he's definitely R and B rookie, but that second project wasn't what it was supposed it was a, to be. It was a quarantine throwaway. Everybody's done a quarantine throwaway. I don't like shit. that it's cop okay. out, but we can continue. That album was that project. I wasn't was mad at it. It was a better. little EP, like four songs. I'm not I'm not kidding. When I it. compared the two together, that's when it kind of got hard. With like, dude, is who was the I think four two win two or Giveon? It ended up. Giveon's project two. is way better than Young in Turn 2, but 4-2 did a crazy amount of features and was hard on everyone. He was murdering everybody on every feature, and he gave Baby Grace, and he gave him um, We Paid. We paid. There is no We Paid without 4-2, Doug. He's MVP, Rookie of the Year. Gotta I think you also him. have to see Detroit as Rap City Rookie of the Year as well. He's AK. And I think... And I think D- 42 Doug was kind of like the lead commander leading that charge for Detroit Rap Rookie City of the Year. Also, we didn't mention her, but she was she would be number... I don't, I'm trying to think. Well, uh, right now, without thinking, I'm just going to say she would be number two in Rap Rookie of the Year, Flo Millie. Uh, she had a great project, Ho Wise You Here. I wanted to... Am I right up? Am I right nah. up? I actually compared to uh, Tay K's Santana World, just because like Raw and like some different shit, but it's yeah, still pretty fucking I, good. I, I meant to give that an honorable mention. Um, because I was trying to think of the women in, in rap that dropped this year, and that was the uh, only of woman, my favorites. Rap. Exactly, like no Tierra Whack, no Rap City. Um, you did get uh, Rico Nasty. Wasn't I wasn't a fan good. of that. We didn't get the No Name Project, but I did really like the song that she put J Cole in a blender to. That was probably that was a really, really, really solid song that I wasn't really appreciating fully at first. But yeah, Flo Millie definitely had a great, great, great year. You could put her as rookie of the year too, and I wouldn't be mad. She's got number two for me, just because uh, project wise, I think Ho Wise You Here and Young and Turn Two are like what and what, but I don't remember her on that many features. Like 
42 double is. It's the features that's bumping 42 up so much. So do we want to? I got. I, I have an interesting. You know, I was on the the clubs, the house of clubs, and um. Did you get yelled at by Meek Mill? I did not get yelled at by Meek Mill um, for being from Delaware and being a snitch. <laughs> but uh, they were talking about projections for next year, and I thought that'd be an interesting thing we could bring in into the podcast. It don't have to be too serious, but one of the topics of concern was Meg the Stallion and. Where do you see her? Like, I guess the question was basically, will she be lit in 2021 as lit as she was in 2020? Will Meg the Stallion be as lit as she was? Like, yeah. She's, she's a pop star. She's going to be lit. Yeah, I think she'll be only the be next more three to five years. Concerts, so I think she's going to be even more lit. I think y'all are. I think y'all are being extremely generous with her trajectory after the album that she just dropped and the reception that that album got. I don't think people care about who you albums, It depends on who you ask. Consumers care about the albums. They just want to hit every now and then. She's a pop star. That's not true, bro. Women were telling me that album wasn't. They just want to hit every now and then, bro. Generally, they just want to hit every now. But and there then. were no hits off that album. Is my point. That's cat. Body. The body, yada yada yada. Oh my fucking god. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're judging Meg from like a real like artistry like. But I'm saying body yada yada. She's not in that lane anymore. She's not in that lane anymore. Body yada yada will not pay the bills for the next five years. Body yada yada will be on the radio for the next six months, and it will pay the bills for the next year or two. No, not until 2023. As long as she can't, she can't make body yadas for the next three years. Is my point. I think she. I think we've as like rap fans have lost Meg, and she's in the pop star rap lane of like edgy cool pop tiktok okay so you think she'll so you think she'll ascend to pop star level fully i think she's not yet she's She's not there yet she's not there yet she's being treated like a pop star she's not a pop star yet right she's already being treated like a pop star all right so i mean it's It's more than makes music like make make success is like 30 percent music that's my point, though. Will her music be lit? She doesn't need her music to carry her, though. It does, she doesn't need it. But what other artists do we like happily say that their music doesn't need to carry? I'm her? not happy about it at all. Okay. I, I just don't want to. If I get my full opinion, it's going to seem like I'm hating on Meg Thee Stallion. When honestly, that's my point. I don't opposite. ever want. I don't want to seem like I'm hating on her. But I just, I just, I think 2021 projections for Meg are super interesting after the year that she had in 2020. So what's what's your projections? Um, I think if she, at this rate, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna maintain because the industry will chew you up and spit you out if they find a new person to to propel up. I mean, you saw what happened to the baby just this year. The nigga was had the number one song Meg of twenty nineteen. Bro, the baby had the number one song of twenty nineteen and shook song in the summer, arguably. And now the nigga's talking about he wants to retire. Meg not going nowhere, bro. Rest Meg and the baby have very similar trajectories. And I agree and I disagree. I, I agree because yes, they came up to the same, they blew up at the same, but I disagree because like women and men rappers don't get treated the same. Facts. But and I don't I think rappers think Meg see, is see, less replaceable than the baby. Women rappers when they pop, like they tend to stick because it's like they don't they don't like, not the industry <laughs> only allow so many to get up top. So like Meg is the industry is blessed Meg with the ability to be like, We want you, we're championing you. So she's gonna be champion for a minute. But I think I think I think that adds on to what I'm saying. If she's the number one person that's not industry plant, but like you said, she's the one that's meant to be champion. 
I think that just builds pressure on her to deliver. And if she drops another pop-ass album like she did this year, I think a lot of that momentum falls away from Meg. Again, I'm more speaking from the black women who were supporting Meg since the freestyles. In that respect, I don't think she's going to be real lit in terms of that crowd in 2021. Yeah, I feel you. My sister was like, she was the one who put me on Meg. She's been listening to Meg like year, like back when I was in high school. She does not listen to Meg anymore. That's my but point. At the same time, I don't think I think that audience is so small, and like Meg is giving bigger up on than that, that audience. She's bigger yeah. than that. Okay. I don't think they really matter that much anymore. Fair. So she, yeah, your projection is she'll basically go into the pop star lane, yeah, and abandon hip hop, quote unquote, as we know it. Like there will be no more club appearances and twerk contests and shit like that. I mean, maybe, but you're not getting that like freestyle. Okay. Meg, those bars, that bar Meg. I think that's done. All right, Certified Loverboy. I have a projection that Certified Loverboy is going to make the first quarter of 2021 real quiet. This is going to be all Certified Loverboy. That's my only projection for. Nah, 2021. the fall is coming soon. Jay, come on, Jay bro. Cole hinted come on, at bro. it. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. He hinted at it today. Bro posted a notebook. He posted a notebook picture, chance. <laughs> With some shit crossed man, off, like this nigga. We're talking about is coming soon. Should look like he was like planning a prison escape. Like, why he got like shit crossed off and then like, come on, bro. This man was crossing off shit like it was dates. I don't even. Were those even all like? What were those? They weren't album titles. It wasn't like it he was had, like reve- it was like basically like a master plan, but that was very <laughs> not detailed. <laughs> just bullet points of just a master bullet plan. points and a black marker crossing certain shit off. I'm good off the J. Cole. Nigga, drop the Pumas and leave. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, hate I think that's J. the best Cole. part about 2021. Like, all those, like, super hype, like, bro, stop teasing Kendrick. us. All those projects are out. Like, they're out. Like, we're not being teased anymore. Like, the weight has been lifted. Kendrick, Snow, we got a lot to expect in 2020. But we'll, we'll 2021, we'll uh, elaborate the new on Tyler, that more. Tyler, the creator, drops every two years. We'll elaborate more on that in a new episode. Um... Anything else to to be mentioned that y'all want to talk about this year? Just to wrap Uh, it up. I guess I'm going to have to give a little shout out to my producers. If there's any producer collabs. You mentioned the Currency Harry Fraud Project. Benny and Hit Boy. Um, Boy Alchemist had a run. Hit Boy and Big Sean. Alchemist had the jaunt with. Exactly. So I was wondering what some of y'all maybe what your favorite producer link up was for the year and I, and for Taj I want to exclude Alchemist Baldy because that shit was too masterful so I feel like that automatically wins but outside of that definitely Metro Savage Currency Fraud Fraud Larry June um those are like three off the top of my head I guess um I guess Weezy. Weezy had a good run with Nav and Gunna alike and really brought their projects to life. Uh, I guess saved them in a, in a way because that tsunami warning is nothing without Weezy production. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, just a nod to Weezy. Weezy Gunna, definitely a great combo for the year. Um, And. Cardi, again, I'm sorry for the recency bias, Taj, but Cardi had a producer on this album um, named Art Dealer, who is, like, you have to applaud how anonymous he is on social media. Like, I have no clue who this nigga is. He has, like, (laughs) two posts, and they're the most obscure Cardi shit, like, ever. Um, But he produced, I think he produced Sky over 
Um, he produced Long Time on the last album. Uh, he produced a All lot, right. a lot of great. This shit. is a great resume so far. He dropped. He dropped, He produced a lot of great shit for Cardi, and I didn't even hear about him until I looked in the credits. I'm like, who the hell is Art Dealer? Um, but yeah, I guess a quick nod to them, just a little, a little nod. But uh, my producer shout outs. Van said I couldn't shout out Boldy and Alchemist, so I shout out Boldy and uh, Real Bad Man. Uh, that project, mm, mm. Real Bad Boldy, made my top fifty. Uh, another shout out Southside and Doughboy. I think I think I think Southside like elevated Doughboy's career. With like that's how crazy that project was and the, that duo was. Definitely. Uh, and you guys already said Weezy and Gunna, but again, Weezy and Gunna one of, was incredible project. Also, Might be the best of Gunna's career. Wonder Girl and Don Tolliver slash Wonder Girl and Hetty One. Shouts to Wonder Girl. But yeah, I just wanted to give a little quick, you know, a little nod from my producer family, producer culture, all that shit. We get overlooked a lot, but I think this year was actually, I would argue, maybe the most progressive year for producers ever. Um, in terms shout of shout out to Uzi. In terms of getting shout out Uzi for what? Yeah, no shout out to Uzi. <laughs> I just wanted to make y'all mad. <laughs> no shout out to Uzi. And then on that note. We're going to wrap the episode up just because you said that. Oh, my last words. Check out my top 50 on SoundSports, www.dsoundsports.com. Yeah, wait. Yeah, wait. Aren't we putting out a top 25 playlist for the people? Uh, Yeah, we are. Let's top do it. 25 uh, follow, songs of the year. What's unheard. the socials, Chance? Follow the socials. Follow the socials. Be on the lookout. I heard podcasts on Instagram. I heard podcasts one on Twitter. Thank y'all, man, for over 8,000 streams this year. Thank y'all for the continued support. Fuck with us in 2021. We coming even harder. Next episode next week, you already know what's happening. I heard out. Podcast over, dog.